This is the day the Lord has made. We want to welcome you here to worship at United Methodist Church of Westlake Village. We are excited to see everyone in worship. Let us stand and join together in worship as we join in our hymn of celebration, Gather Us In from the Faith We Sing, which is the little blue book. singing of hymn 707. 
Holy God, we thank you for the blessings of this day. We thank you for this opportunity to be in worship of you, to be gathered with our brothers and sisters of faith. Make yourself known to us. Help us to sense your presence near. We think of the many blessings that are a part of our lives and we give you thanks. We think of the concerns that have been raised today. We think of others that we keep private to our thoughts. We trust in your care. We seek your touch that would draw us further into health, into wholeness, into reconciliation with our neighbors. We pray for your help. We pray for your strength. We pray for your lead. We are concerned about our community and our world. We pray for peace with justice. We pray for an understanding among people. We pray that your grace and your love might reign throughout this world. We recognize that we have difficulties that we face Help us to meet those challenges as a community, as a nation. Guide us forward in the way that you would have us be. And help us to be open to discern your lead. We pray for this for our country. We pray for this for our community. We pray for this discernment for ourselves. Because we expect that you are not done with us yet, that there is more that you would beckon us forward to do. Help us to sense that, to understand that, and to step out in your spirit to do it. We pray this all in your holy name, joining in the prayer that your son taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Let us now lift up a sign of our discipleship to Christ Jesus by sharing of the blessings that God has shared with us.
Holy God, we are a blessed people and we are thankful for all your blessings that you share with us. And we bring forward to the work of your church a part of those blessings that your ministries might be empowered to spread your gospel, to share your love. Help us to be effective tools of your mission in this place, mindful always of those rich blessings that we can pass on to others. We pray this in your holy name. Amen.
from Jeremiah chapter 17 verses 78. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. Our second reading is from Ephesians 3 chapters Chapter four, chap, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that, according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than we all can ask or imagine, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is God's word to God's people. Thanks be to God. 
Will you join me in a moment of prayer? Awesome and almighty God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the reminder that you gather us in and you proclaim to us that you are there, giving us love, giving us nurture, giving us the sustenance that we need so that we can go forth to build your kingdom here on earth. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. I have a couple points of confession for y'all. First of it all, I was at camp for a week, which adds the y'all to my language that much more. So it might be out next week, we'll see. Um, and I do camp because of the fact that camp is where I first experienced God in my life. Camp is the place where I was nurtured in addition to my church community to learn who Jesus is and to experience the Holy Spirit for the first time. So I thank you for, for your support for both John and I in going to camp. And I, I probably shouldn't speak for John, but I'm gonna say we both had a phenomenal time. And you should ask John about the amazing game of uh, Capture the Flag that we played and how he looked at the end of the game. <laughs> Camp gave me the strength to believe that despite what I saw in myself as inadequacies, that God would give me what I needed to live out God's calling for me. I say that because I was a shy, insecure, quiet girl that usually at camp would be sitting in the corner observing everyone else and enjoying herself but not willing to take center stage, not willing to talk to, to, or not willing to step out and talk to a whole bunch of people unless they came up and approached me. So with that being my reality, I never thought that I would be a pastor to the point that when people asked me if I would be a pastor, I go, that's not gonna happen. With my learning disability, with the fact that I can't read on a regular, or read very well, I don't think that God would do that. But the reality is, is that God does not call the equipped. God equips the called, amen? Amen. So that's the other part of my confession. There'll be very few times that you actually see a manuscript in front of me because of the fact that if I'm having a really bad dyslexic day, having a manuscript does me no good and it does you no good. <laughs> <laughs> because if I can't read it with the correct intonation and the emphasis that I want, it loses its meaning. So I trust the Holy Spirit to speak through me. I do have points on my paper, and I trust that I'm going to get to all of them. But I also trust that there might not be points on the paper, but God's going to put the words in my mouth. Because this is about God's time, amen? Amen. All right. So today's theme is rooted in reaching. I had the opportunity to lead a women's retreat this past uh, spring called Rooted in Reaching. At the opportunity to work with Colleen Wyndham Hughes. Some of you may know her. She is a pastor in our annual conference, a deacon who serves as a professor of religion at Cal Lutheran University. And as we worked together on this theme, it really spoke to my heart. And then God does amazing coincidental things, and I put the coincidental in quotes, because the theme for camp this year was branching out, which somehow ties into that whole rooted and reaching theme. 
because it's only when we're rooted can we reach out, can we branch out and become more than we are. But I want to talk about both aspects of that. How are we rooted? We all come here from different places. At the 8 o'clock service, we had the opportunity to hear about people who had been at this church before it was a church, as it was being established, when Westlake Village was being established, and how they've been here because their roots in Methodism were so long that they knew that when a church was established here, that they were going to be a part of it. We heard about people who came here in the 90s, and as they weathered the storms of their lives, this place was the place that kept them rooted that made sure that their roots went deep enough, just like the scripture in Jeremiah, that as the storms happened, they knew that they were taken care of and that God was providing for them. We also heard stories about people who called themselves the newbies being here for six years, at which point I pointed out that Walt and I are the newbies. Um, but they said, we're still some of the newer people in the church, and we're here because we feel so welcomed, and we feel like this is a rich environment to raise our children. And that is a great opportunity. That's a great testimony about what Westlake Village is to the community surrounding us and who we can be as we go forward. I'm really interested in finding out what roots you. That's part of the reason that we're doing the pasta with the pastors, is so that we can get to know you on a more individual basis. Shaking your hands and giving you hugs on Sundays after church are great, but it doesn't give us the opportunity to know who you are why you're here, why you choose to stay here, and how this place feeds you to go forth into the world. And those are the things that intrigue me, that inspire me and inspire us so that we can know how we can serve you better. It's only when we know where you come from and why you're here that we can figure out how to move forward together as a new family of faith, amen? All right, so how is your roots? John Wesley would have phrased it a little bit differently. He would have said, how is it with your soul? But it's the same question. Are your roots planted in good soil? There's a scripture that you will find in three of the four gospels that talks about a sower casting seeds into the community. And some of the seeds fall in good soil, but some of them fall on dry earth. Some of them fall amongst, amongst weeds. Some of them fall upon rocky places. The question is, how is it with your soil right now? Do we need to do some rock moving? Do we need to clear some things that are inhibiting you and your faith development out of the way? Do we need to clear some of those things in our lives that are, that are confining us? When we think about the, the weeds in our lives, are there things that we need to say no to because they're not feeding us, they're not fulfilling us, and all they're doing is draining us now? Are you so dry because you haven't had the experience of God in so long that we need to do some deep watering or maybe add some nutrient to your soil? Colleen in the women's retreat, this is, by the way, some subtle not so subtle promotion for the women's retreat that's coming up in September, October. So, because I am going to be there and I look forward to getting to know you there as well. But Colleen, while we were le leading the women's retreat, was much more the knowledgeable per person about plant maintenance. I grew up with a mother who said that she had a black thumb. The only thing that we ever kept alive in our house for 
any long period of time was a Christmas cactus, which really doesn't need much maintenance. <laughs> but Colleen talked about different types of things that can happen with roots. And she talked about being root bound, where your root just goes round and round and round. And sometimes we get so stuck in a cyclical conversation in our own head that we don't get anywhere else. She also talked about root rot, when something has taken hold that is not doing well for us. Maybe our roots aren't doing well because we don't have enough soil or we don't have enough nutrients in the soil. Or maybe our roots aren't doing well because of the fact that we have so many roots going down and so many plants in an environment that they can't thrive. That goes back to that whole not enough soil thing, but it also goes back to if you're in a small group that it feels like you're not growing anymore, maybe we need to divide into two small groups so that we have new environment and new soil in which to grow, which I recognize is scary, but it also does help us grow. As we talk about our roots, we have the opportunity to look at how our lives are shaped how things have changed. At the last service, I talked about the fact that if we look, about, look at our lives as plants that have been transplanted, we recognize that the soil of Westlake Village has been in a little bit of upheaval. We have transplanted Gary and Brian out of this location, and their roots ran deep and touched each and every one of you in different ways. Your roots might be a little disturbed, a little uncomfortable, because those, their roots have been pulled out. But we want to encourage that their roots have fostered who you are now. And we hope that you'll allow our roots to take place so that you can grow and we can grow. And we can figure out how God is calling us to be in life and ministry together. Our other goal is to make sure that you are supported. So we're going to talk about trellis systems. If we're talking about a tree, we're talking about that, that round thing that helps the, the trunk grow, grow strong and solid. If we're talking about vines, we're talking about that, that trellis that goes behind. What sort of spiritual disciplines do you have? How can we support you? How are you growing in faith? Because we've heard stories about plants that if they don't have the proper trellis, they may fall over or they may become too top heavy. And we wanna make sure that as we are reaching out, because that's our goal, is to reach out into the community, both as people of faith in the ways that we reach out to God, but to reach out to the community as well. We wanna make sure that you have your roots solid enough and your trunk stable enough that you will stand the test of time, that you won't grow tired, that you won't grow weary. Oh. I loved your song. I've loved it both times that I've heard it today. And I loved the story that you shared at the eight o'clock service. Donna shared that she used to sing this song every day for several years because it was one that fed her soul and nurtured her. That was a spiritual discipline. I'm putting words in your mouth now. Um, that was a spiritual discipline that helped her get through difficult times, that helped her in the midst of everything that was going on. And then she walked away from it for a little while. And there's a reality that sometimes we do that, that something that feeds us in a season doesn't feed us in the next season. And we need to find the things that feed us now. 
and not become so dependent on what fed us in the past that we can't see where God is guiding us into the future. As we reach out in faith, we have the opportunity to reach out in ways that are beyond our comprehension. Similar to me telling you that I thought that I would never be standing in front of a group of people preaching, there might be something in your life that, got, that you've said over and over again, there's no way I could do that. But I promise you, if God is calling you to that, God will equip you. God will nurture you. And God will support you in that endeavor. At camp, I had the opportunity to talk with our senior hires about something that John Wesley thought was really important, both personal piety or personal holiness, and I'm doing our motions, um, personal holiness, because I kind of view that as the, the up-down part of a cross. How are we connecting with God? How are we growing in our faith? How are we becoming, how are we getting more rooted in who God is calling us to be? But there's also the other part of that, the cross beams of the cross, where we're called to social holiness. How are we working to make God's kingdom here on earth? How are we working to seek out justice? How are we working to know that other people know about God's love for them so that they too might know the breadth and depth and width of God's love, so that they might be rooted as well, so that when the storms encounter them, or hit them, they might have a place to go to and have, have sent, or rootedness in the midst of their storms. As we work together and discern how we are in community together and how we are in ministry together, the reality is, is that community does root us. That's the reason why most of you are here, right? Because you have found friends, you have found a place where God speaks to you in ways that move you, uplift you, and nurture you. How are we going to continue to deepen our roots so that we can go further? It is our job, let's see, what does this say? It is our job is to pursue God's kingdom here on earth. We want to make sure that we are nurtured, that this is a place that feeds your soul so that as God calls and speaks to each one of us individually, we might see how God is calling us to go forth in different ways. Both the song that we're singing in a couple minutes and the song that we sang talk about seeds and flowers and blooming. All of us, if we talk about it, all of us are going to grow and branch out and reach out in different ways. God is going to speak to each of us individually. And while I may be called to, to preach and to teach, you may be called to go work with many mansions. You may be called to go work with the homeless community, making sure that there is shelter for them in the winters. You may be called to some place that we haven't even talked about as a church community yet. But I look forward to being there to support you, to help build your trellis so that you can reach out in the ways that God is calling you. Amen? Amen. All right. Thank you, Rachel. Let's stand and uh, sing. It's number 572. Pass it on.
I'm going to do two benedictions. We'll shout it from the mountaintops. Praise God, because we want the world to know that we are rooted in love, that we are nurtured in love, and we go forth in love, confident that the God who created us in love, the Christ who meets us in love, and the Holy Spirit who fills us with love go with us each and every day. Amen. Amen. Thank you.